Hey guys, I love, love, love that you're listening to the podcast. I truly hope it's bringing you just a ton of value. But if you ever wanted to check out the video version of these podcasts, then you should head over to YouTube. You know, they're going to have more effects, more visual stuff like that. And that, that can help the message sometimes just hit a little bit different and, you know, reinforce the, the lesson in a better way. So you can check that out. It's completely free. Go over to YouTube, search for Anthony Vecino. It'll pop up. And if that's not what you're into, then cool. Just enjoy the show and let's get to it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I've been going on a lot of podcasts recently, and one of the questions that I'm getting over and over and over and over and over is what do business people or investors, what do we need to know going into the recession or like whatever this next part of the market cycle holds for us? Like, how can we position ourselves to one, survive and then two, thrive? And so, because this question has been coming up so darn much on these podcasts, it seems like maybe something we should talk about here. And for me, really, first, let's say the groundwork. I do not believe there is such a good, such a thing as a good or a bad market. There's no such thing. The bear market, bull market, recession, doesn't matter. Boom, doesn't matter. These are not good or bad in themselves. What is good or bad is your skill set and business plan within that market cycle. That's it. Because in every cycle, there is way there are ways to make there are ways to thrive, there are ways to make money, and we know this because recessions are typically where we see great transfers of wealth occur, which means that somebody is benefiting during this period of time. Somebody's losing, yes, but somebody is benefiting, and so the goal for us is to figure out how do we become one of those people who are positioned well to benefit. With that in mind, I believe that you need to constantly be growing and adapting your skills so that. You can pivot, you can um, thrive in, in a multitude of market conditions. Two, you need to not get ideological about your business plan. Just because it worked for the last five, 10 years doesn't mean it's going to be the right strategy moving forward. So those are two things I just want to preface here. One, be working on your skills and be, and two, be cognizant that your business plan might not be the right one moving forward. And that's what I encourage people to really consider right now. Now, I'm not saying you just pivot and adapt all willy nilly and you like you jump ship, like maybe your strategy is going to work just fine. Maybe it just needs some slight tweaks and, a, and ad adaptations to do well. But two things that I think all business owners, all investors right now need to be thinking about if they want to be positioned to not only one, to survive, but then to thrive during whatever market cycle is coming, if that's a recession or another bull market, whatever. Here are two things that you should keep to uh, pin to the front of your mind. Number one, cash flow. Cash flow is the lifeblood of a healthy business. And for me, I love cash flowing businesses more than I like appreciating businesses. Appreciation is great. That is like where the majority of your wealth is probably going to be generated. And that's great. You want to get to that place because especially in real estate, that's where you make your big money. However, cash flow is what allows you to survive long enough to realize the benefits of appreciation. So if you have thin or non-existent cash flow or just razor thin, then you you're always on you're always on the edge of insolvency and that's a problem. Because when we look back in 2007, 2008, the financial crisis and the, the real estate operators who got into the most trouble during that period, the reason they got into trouble and lost money is because they didn't have ample cash flow. And the second thing that I'm going to talk about after, right after this one, um, they didn't have enough to be able to weather that storm, right? Because they went upside down, so they, they couldn't service their debt anymore. And so the bank came and took back the thing. So we need to be really conscious of this. The way that you increase your cash flow during a rough market cycle, let's say, 
is there's two ways to increase cash flow. Number one, you increase revenue or two, decrease expenses. I guess there's other ways too in terms of like decreasing the time in which you receive your payments, right? So sometimes if you have vendors or customers that are paying on net 30 or 60 terms, if you can condense that into net 15, you know, now you have more cash flow coming in. That's a different topic. That's more financial minutia than what I want to cover here today. So let's just go broadly from cash flow. You can either increase revenue or you can decrease your expenses. Overall, cash flow is another way of saying profitability, or at least that's the way that we're going to be talking about it here. So of these two in a recessionary market or in a market where people are starting to tighten up the bootstraps a little bit, you maybe have a hard time growing that top line revenue. So that's maybe not the place to focus as much. Instead, you want to be focusing on the expenses and keeping that as lean as possible. Because now is not the time to be hiring a ton of people, taking on a lot of bloated overhead, a new you know office building or anything like that. Like these fixed costs can sink you. So be very careful and conscious about what kind of costs you're incurring right now. That doesn't mean you need to go lay everybody off, but it needs it means that you need to be thinking hard about this. Um, because your number one expense is typically walking around on two legs. Now, the most impactful lesson I ever learned in business came very early on when a mentor told me that a dollar saved is worth more than a dollar earned. And the reason this was so important, is, and it seems really obvious once you break it down, but a dollar earned or a new dollar of revenue, let's say, is always earned on a margin, right? So if I earn a dollar, bring in a new customer and he buys this widget for me. Well, there's a cost of fulfilling that product. You know, there's a pro- the cost of creating the product and all that stuff. So maybe let's say I have a 50% expense ratio or a 50% margin. So for every dollar of new revenue I, I bring in, only 50 cents of that is going to make it to my bottom line to profit. However, for every dollar that I can save, if I can go and cut a dollar of expenses, there is no margin on that. And so it goes straight to the bottom line. So all told, in that example where we're operating on a 50% margin, every dollar saved is worth twice as much as a dollar earned. Now, if your business is even thinner margins, because 50% is pretty good, maybe it's 10, 20%, right? Now, every dollar that you bring in in revenue, you only get to keep 10, 20 cents of that, right? And so now if you can cut a dollar of expenses, it's like six times, five times, four times more valuable. So that's a really important lesson to be taking into this next cycle is focusing on your expenses and keeping them manageable. All right. Now, the second thing that we all need to be thinking about is besides cash flow is reserves. Reserves are super important and nobody likes sitting on excessive reserves, but it's critical one when things go belly up and customers aren't, you know, coming back as much as you think, you're not getting the sales quotas that you need. Um, or again, in the financial crisis, the bank came back to a lot of land uh, landlords and saying, hey, your building is worth less than it was before. And so now we need you to cover that debt, right? And now if you have reserves in the bank, you can do that. If you don't, then they take back the building, they take back your business, that can be a problem. So we want to have ample reserves sitting on the sidelines so that we can weather any of these storms. However, there's a second reason that we want a ton of reserves, not ton, but like, you know, ample reserves is because there's going to be buying opportunities. And we know that during recessionary periods is that there's going to be distressed sellers. There's going to be things that we can pick up at a pretty good discount, whether that's stocks, it's a it's real estate, it's other businesses. And so we want to be in a position with what they call dry powder. And that is just another word for reserves, like having money in the corner ready to go so that you can pounce on those opportunities is going to be very, very important. So even if you're not a business owner, think about this through the lens of your own personal investing, like, the, the worst time to buy into the stock market is when it's at all-time highs, right? Like, sure, it's probably going to keep going up over time and you should buy in. However, 
the better time to buy in is after it's dropped 20, 30, 40%. But you can only do that if you have cash sitting ready to go. So those two things I think are really critical for all businesses, all investors, and that everybody's an investor in some way or another. It's to think about your cash flow. And if you're not a business owner, like thinking about your own personal ca- uh, cash flow situation in your own life, how much lifestyle creep are you um, taking on? Be very, very cognizant of that. And then number two, making sure that you have ample reserves. So those are the two things that I think you all need, that we all need to be keeping pinned to the forefront of our minds as we enter into whatever next cycle the, the economy brings to us. And if you do those two things, if you have ample cash flow, you keep that like strong and you also have ample reserves, I think you're going to do pretty well during this next period of time. Um, if you want to go even deeper into like the nuts and the bolts of like the investing strategy that I'm going to be deploying during the next year, two years, uh, we did a video on YouTube. You can go to the channel as Anthony Vecino and look up how to get rich in the 2023 recession. I think that's what it's called. So go give that, go give that a watch. It'll get into the nuts and bolts, but Hopefully this gave you a new lens, something to think about as you're you know, moving forward into the, whatever the future brings. And I know it can be kind of a scary time right now um, as the world starts catching on fire. And it's like, oh, no, the economy is collapsing, but it's going to be OK as long as you have cash flow and you have reserves. So I hope this brought you some value. If it did, do me a favor. Let me know. Come find me on social media. Come ping me. I love I love chatting with you guys. Seriously, it's like one of the highlights of my day. So come let me know that you're enjoying the podcast or what you're getting out of it. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, stay hyper-focused, my friend. What's going on, everybody? I just wanted to let you know real quick that the Hyper-Focused Masterclass is officially live. We put a ton of time and energy into this project, and based on all the positive feedback so far that we've received from students, it's, it's pretty awesome. Seriously, we're, we're really psyched on how it all turned out. If you're interested in learning all the habits, rituals, routines, systems, processes, frameworks, and more that you know help me turn my ADHD into a superpower, to get out of massive debt and build a $70 million real estate portfolio over the past 10 years. And you're definitely going to want to head over to beyondtheapex.com backslash hyperfocus and check it out. All right, let's get to the show.